The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Hump Day Hotline uh, brought to you by Fictal, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Uh, my name is Joe Miller, sitting alongside my very good friend, Jay Spence the King. It's Thanksgiving Eve. It's Hump Day. Uh, the Bills are coming off a victory. We smoked the turkey. We ate it. It was already. It was good. Oh, you already <laughs> ate it. I saw well, you smoked one. it and you said you were going to give it. Oh, you're going to eat another one. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, so, I saw yeah, you say we, that you were going to let it let it sit for a minute and let it kind of kind of do its thing, man. It looked good. I got to get out there one year when Beth is or are you. So are you the grill master when it comes to this stuff or is this Beth's corner? We go back and forth, but um, I Beth got me a smoker for Father's Day. Um, so I have been learning to smoke things. So this was like the so we do several turkeys every year uh, just because we like turkey sandwiches for weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks um but uh this year the one i did today was a test run for family tomorrow right i didn't want to like do it for the first time ever tomorrow and then jack it up and ruin everybody's thanksgiving but we normally have a couple turkeys at thanksgiving too so we'll do one my brother-in-law pete will do one uh so there's usually normally i deep fry and then we stopped doing that to go to the air fryer, like the that air, like the mm-hmm. uh, the radon yep. rate thing, where it's just it's basically propane. It's not really an air fryer, but whatever, because uh, it's much cleaner and easier. And this is the first year I've smoked one. And I gotta say, dude, I just went up and cut the other breast uh, that that was cooled off, and as I cut into it, juice was just leaking out of the thing. Thank, so this might be the way juice. we. Thank just juice. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, I got to tell you, I, I respect you, though, too, because because so in, in black houses, man, I go off on folk like it's Thanksgiving. I respect what you just said. You just said, you know, I did the test run today because I don't want to try it on the family tomorrow. Listen, in too many black houses, man, people be trying all of this, this BS mac and cheese. Like one time I went off on my mom a couple years ago, man. She my sister, you know, she she's a judge now. So she always has like these new friends and they try these new casseroles and stuff in black right, houses. Right. We respect y'all, but we don't do the casserole like that. She right. did like this this cornbread casserole type deal. And I went off, I went off on my mom. And you know, I don't go off on my mom. I went off on my mom. You don't do that shit on Thanksgiving. You Jay got Spence 364 King days. Fam, <laughs> you got 364 days out the year to try some fancy shit. You don't do that on Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting all year to do this. I've been on a diet for three months. Don't nobody want none of this casserole. Man, you give me, give me the mac and cheese that I've been waiting for. That's what I want. That's hysterical. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm super. I'm super. I'm not super picky at Thanksgiving. I'm super picky in life. Um, just as far as the foods that I generally con- consume, I'm more of a <laughs> carnivore. <laughs> yeah, I'm. A, I'm a carnivore. It, it's not a Thanksgiving thing. It's not that I don't like you know broccoli casserole on Thanksgiving. I don't like broccoli, so I'm not eating it. Right. But see, um, I'm willing but, to try it on other days. It's just that Thanksgiving is the day, like you. You don't day. do that on Thanksgiving. You yeah, can do, not, tomorrow with the leftovers. They'll bring that thing out. I try it up real quick. You know, <laughs> Sunday for the game. Let's get it. But Thanksgiving, I specifically all year. I want. I want my my sweet potato pie. I mm. want my mac and cheese. Like there's certain mm. things that I just oh, yeah. I just need on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I could uh, I could get down at your house with those are the things you guys are having. So we do very right, similar right. things. But uh, it's it's funny to me as well. And it always comes up to turkey is trash. Like turkey is the worst thing that like is at Thanksgiving. And I don't know how many times and it, and there's always a bevy of responses on whatever social media platform it is that you're doing it wrong. If you if you're if your turkey is dry and trash, you're cooking it wrong. Like it doesn't have to be. It can actually be pretty fantastic. So yeah. You know, I like well, Bruce's take this year too. He Bruce said, you know, they're eating. I think he said they were eating ribs, and mm-hmm. uh, I forget what the size were that he posted. But yeah, eat what you want for yep. Thanksgiving. It doesn't have to be like the traditional stuff. But yep. but Anth I'm with you. A, you know, I'm, I got to get that smoked. You said what? And is Anth is doing a jerk? Uh, I saw on Twitter that Anth is doing a jerk a jerk rub turkey, and I was like, oh. Talk to me about that. Let's 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 talk more about. We might have to. Uh, <laughs> might have have to driving over to Ant's call after the show. Yeah, <laughs> let's shoot him a message real quick. We'll be driving over to Jerk turkey. Uh, I'm going to Damn. West Seneca for Thanksgiving. Orchard Park is in between us. I might have to just uh, stop. Yeah, might as well, yeah, and just and then just have him have him cut some up because when he sends me the jerky that he sends, just have him you know go ahead and go ahead yep, and do yep. that too. Well, welcome everybody into the show. Thank you for joining us for the Hump Day Hotline, a special Thanksgiving Eve Hump Day Hotline that reunites Jay Spence the King and uh, Joe Miller. Uh, haven't been together here in a couple of weeks. We were supposed to be together last week and it just didn't work out, which is fine. I was traveling. It was kind of nuts. Uh, but uh, thank you to everybody that's jumping into the comment section uh, and, and, and listening to us live. Please like and subscribe. Whatever platform you are on, we are also Super Chat Live. Uh, there's a thumbs button on YouTube. If you could just go ahead and hit that button for us. Hump, hump quick, it. Hump it. You hump that. Hump, man, I am out of rhythm, uh, out of practice. Hump that like button. And we're going to go ahead and hear uh, from our sponsor, Fichte, Endel, and Elmer. Uh, so please sit tight. Imagine waking up to a world that's as clear as your dreams. With Zeiss Smile technology, this is your reality. At Fichte, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, Our mission is your vision. Conducted by a team of expert surgeons leveraging leading edge technology, our procedure is safeguarded, swift, and tailored to your eye care needs. Say goodbye to the limits of glasses or contacts. Embrace a world where your vision keeps pace with your life's aspirations. Contact us today at 800-309-2020 or visit us online at ficta.com. At Ficta, Endel, and Elmer Eye Care, we are focused on you. The uh, one and only John Fina bringing you the information about Ficta. And if you have not, if you are in the Buffalo area and you have not yet had LASIK uh, corrective vision, uh, please give them a call. We appreciate them. It's it's Thanksgiving, and we are thankful for their sponsorship, not only of this show, but of all the shows that they've sponsored uh, this year and just for being a part of Buffalo Rumblings. Now, let's talk... 
Buffalo Bills. Let's put the Jets to bed, talk about a couple small ancillary things, talk about the Eagles for a minute, and get people on with their holiday. Um, so real quick, I think the question that I want to ask you is, how is that Jets game settling with you? Like, there's there was a feeling for me of, thank God, right? Like, like thank God we want to get, we won this game because I was, I didn't think we were going to lose, but I was a little bit concerned that we might not win. Um, the Jets give us a hard time. Josh Allen has a hard time. I loved what Robert Sala said in his post-game press conference. You know, what happened? How? Why, and he said, Josh didn't play hero ball. We always play him in a way that we expect him to just turn into a hero. So he basically gave the script away. We force him to be patient. He hates it. We know it. And then he makes a mistake. Um but how are you feeling now that it's been several days kind of looking forward to the Eagles? Are you, yeah, where, I'm just, where's your headspace at? I think I'm cautiously optimistic. Like I'm not, I'm not back on board of saying like, yo, the bills are back. Josh is right, back. Right. Joe Brady is the answer, but I saw enough changes Sunday that made me say, Oh, that was different. Like and it's the same place. Uh, so the same playbook that Ken Dorsey was using is the same one that Joe, Joe Brady's using. But the difference was he caught plays in different situations. They added some little wrinkles in there to get just to, to make things a little bit more confusing for the defense. And I, I think for me, if this is the way it's going to be caught going forward, I'm confident that the Buffalo Bills will still make the playoffs. But if this was just a sample and it kind of goes back to what we've seen for the, the early part of the season. Mm-hmm. I might have to give this game coming up to the Eagles, man. The Eagles aren't, they haven't quite figured it out yet. Like they don't look great They're To me, they're the worst looking nine and one team I've ever seen, but they're nine and one. They have, right, a, they have right, a good right. run defense. If they have a great run defense, I'll say that, but otherwise offensively, they haven't figured it out. Even defensively against the pass, they haven't quite figured it out. They give up big passes all the time. So right. for me, I, I'm, it, the question for me going into this week and forward is, is this the real Joe Brady? And then is Josh Allen really back? Or is this, I know he said it <laughs> during the game. He said that he feels like he's effing back, but right, right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm in the same space. Like there's a, there's a great deal of, uh, I want to believe, right. I want to be back into, uh, the mode that we've been in for the last several years, but there's just this measure of Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, like all these teams that are lined up, the Dolphins, and it's like, dear Lord. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's a and gauntlet, played, man. It's, it's a, a gauntlet, gauntlet, and we have not played well. Now, it's not to say that they can't flip the switch and they can't, uh, you know, pull the trigger and and be who they used to be. I think there's a great deal right now of expectation inside that locker room that, you know, we maybe not have figured some things out, but we're getting on the right track. We've taken the step that we potentially need to take. Um, do you want me to read that? As uh, Daryl Fletcher with the with the chat, you can throw that back up there. As a as a Philly resident, I see plenty of Eagles football. They can be they can be had. The Bills have the tools. They've been a bad road team though. Um, that's true, and that that actually fits. I think the thing that concerns me about the Eagles in this game, as much as you feel like, and Daryl said the kind of the same thing that they can be. You know, you can get to them. They just seem incredibly balanced they they just seem very what i i I saw oh no it was in the presser it was in uh, sean mcdermott's presser today uh just just the they've got 15 touchdowns in the air 15 touchdowns on the ground and it's like you're not really sure where it's going to come from but this bills team the win was needed um if they didn't win this game and they dropped to five and six i mean 
I don't, I don't even know that we're I'm finishing the season doing my show. Like that's where I'm at. I'm like, just hang it up. <laughs> like if you guys are going to quit, I'm going to quit too. You know what I mean? Like, but there's an aspect yeah. of like, I don't know that they're back, but this uh, Sunday was a step in the right direction against a bad football team. So they did what they needed Whoa. to do on offense. Now they need to do what they need to do on defense. Right? Well, Yes and no, because I think the see me. I'm one of the guys that's on the side that I don't think the defense is the problem. And I know what DVOA says after week four when we lost Matt Milano and, De, and Daquan Jones and everybody else that we lost. I know what the stats show, and I know. Listen, I don't think the defense has been the problem. The defense has mm. kept us in games when the offense yeah. hasn't been scoring. The defense has been on the field for a long time. When you give the defense four more drives in the game, that's going to skew their numbers because they have more opportunities to be beat. So I'm not upset at the defense at all. I think to, right. to deal with the they've done that they've had, the defense has been phenomenal. And I yeah. mean that. Like I, Sunday during the game, I'm like – you can't make me not love this defense. It's the offense that has to win me back. Because now Sunday they did. And one thing I wanted to comment on with what you just said, we beat a bad team, but they don't look bad when they play us. Every time True. for the last games that we played the Jets, the Buffalo, you even texted me before the game about a bet that you wanted to place. And I'm like, that looks like uh -huh. wasted money. Because uh -huh. it was like Josh Allen, I think, what was it, two touchdowns? or It was Josh Allen what anytime. Josh Allen anytime score, Dalton Kincaid anytime score, and and Steph Diggs anytime score. And I was like, so Josh runs one a, a TD pass to Kincaid and Steph, and it's it was like plus a hundred, it was plus fifteen hundred. I was like, man, um, it's like something. <laughs> it looks something, but I'm like, what? yeah, I don't know. And and just based off of history, I'm like, yo, the last three games, Josh had two touchdowns for five interceptions and just over. I think he had fifty eight or fifty nine percent completion percentage. That's right, horrible, right, and that's right. not talking about the fumbles. Man. Yeah, not great. So again, like the defense or the offense coming out this week, looking the way they look, you hung 32. Well, not quite 32 because of the deep, but you you hung, you you scored like like you felt like it. Whenever you wanted to score, you scored. I was a little yeah. disappointed that first drive because I felt like with us getting that turnover, we should have got a touchdown on that first drive. But okay, boys need to wake up. I'm with it. They did a good job. I need to job. see that going forward. So on that kind of front you know the brady, brady bump, bump. <laughs> and, and like i literally was like the brady bump the brady so you're right the brady do we believe are you a believer in the brady bump i am again i'm cautiously optimistic i'm not going to jump on board right now and say yes um, but yeah. but i will say the thing that impressed me the most is um and you again you made a comment about this when he came out in his presser, I believe it was yesterday, and he said, I just wanted Josh to be Josh. It was Monday. That's all we've been asking for. And I felt like that's what everybody um, has been wanting when Ken Dorsey was here. I thought mm -hmm. that was the reason Ken Dorsey was given the job. You know what I mean? Like, And I, I said this on Code of Conduct. So many people forget why, Joe, why he was the one that was chosen. Ken Dorsey mm -hmm. was handpicked for that job. He wasn't like, this wasn't an interview from outside. This was somebody that they've had as a quarterback's coach. They had him in different positions. They've known this guy for years. So he's come up through the ranks with, with those guys. He mm -hmm. wasn't, so who's to say that, you know, it was a comfort thing. Like, yeah, I, I want my friend to coach me. Sometimes that relationship just doesn't work. And sometimes when, when your friend becomes your boss in some aspects, I know Josh is making the money, but when your friend becomes that guy, mm -hmm. sometimes, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying they have a bad relationship. I'm saying sometimes the working relationship doesn't it doesn't benefit the same way as your personal relationship. And from what I'm seeing it's already, big. it's just been one game. It's been yeah. one game. So that's why I said it's a small sample size. So I can't sit here and say that Joe Brady is that guy. But yeah. 
in one game, you see a completely different version of Josh Allen emotionally. You see a completely different level of passion. You see a leader that's in people's faces and he's he just got everybody involved. Hell, I, I was involved from my couch. I'm jumping up, I'm running through the damn wall. Like I haven't seen Josh like that since. I mean, when's the last time you've seen Josh like that? It's been a minute, um, and I know that there's 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 shots of him on the sideline that, that the media doesn't necessarily show. Like there's been times during the season, mm-hmm. this season, where it's like, oh, the side of Josh Allen that the media is not willing to show you. Blah 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, as it pertains to the to the Brady bump. You know, Joe Brady has experience calling plays, right? So not only does he have experience calling plays at the pro level, but he was a big part of that. And I know a lot of people know this already, you know, the Joe Burrow experience down at LSU when they won the national championship. So he's got, he understands that. And I, and I, I'm not, I'm not here to say, cause we've seen it. I know that Ken Dorsey has energy, but Ken Dorsey mm-hmm. was new to play calling and play calling is a different it's not like just because you're a quarter, quarterback's coach, you can be offensive coordinator and you can call plays. There's a big reason why Andy Reid calls the plays. There's a big reason in Kansas City. He just has a feel for the game. It's what he does. So he wants to hand over all of the, the brain work, right, and all of the monotonous stuff that goes with being the coordinator to somebody that he can make an executive of that area, and then he's going to call the plays on Sunday. So all of that to say this. The word I think that, and this is just me brainstorming right now as nobody's figured it out yet. We don't know necessarily what the end is going to be. The word is synergy. I feel like Josh mm-hmm. and Dable had a synergy. Even when Dable wasn't doing necessarily making good plays or there was time we felt like he was like not in, in sync with the game, there was still a synergy between them. And it just feels like the season started in 2022 and there was a lot of energy coming off of maybe the old stuff we used to do because that's what they were doing. They were doing a lot of old stuff. And then it turned into Dorsey trying to be a little more, this is what I want to do. And I just, I'm not sure Josh gravitated towards it. And if I was to boil it down to an analogy, it'd be like you and I, you and I bring in energy to this show. There's something about the two of us. Since the first time we did a live show together, the hump day hotline on Buffalo fanatics, a bazillion. It wasn't a bazillion years ago. A couple years ago <laughs> feels like a bazillion years ago, but yes, it does years feel ago. Like a years. right. <laughs> but, but if it got to the point where one of us were just mailing it in, right. And, and, and our relationship yeah. has been forged and hardened by this, by this so a lot by this show, because like, we know each other like we can disagree. We can even be frustrated by what each other's saying. And when the lights go out, it's like, no, we're boys, right? All that to say this. If I go half of a season mailing it in, not paying attention to what the bills are doing, like completely disconnected from you, maybe not responding to you the way that I want that you want want or are used to me responding or when you're leading me, I don't take the bait or if I'm leading you or if I'm leading you down a road, you don't want to go. At some point in time, mm-hmm. a year later, if that goes on for a year, there's a point where you're going to be like, I don't know that I want to do this show anymore. You're not going to tell me that. Yeah. You're still going to tell people in the world, hey, Joe Miller's my guy. Like, we've been doing this show forever and the show must go on. But in the back of your mind, you're like, this sucks. Like, I can't. And you know what? I feel like, what you're, and sorry for cutting you off there, but what you're I find, and maybe this is what you were going to say. I feel like the way people want to talk and how we have been talking about Stefan Diggs not wanting to be here, or maybe not want to be here, but like you said, just not filling up to it anymore. I think that's what was up with Josh. And if, right. if that's where you were going, I apologize for taking your point. No, but, yeah. But yeah, it, it was it was completely where he was. He just looked like he was out there going through the motions, man. And it's like, dude, you're you're a quarter of a billion dollar football. Like you play football, my dude. And that's right. why like it, I, I get where a lot of people were upset with me in my comments about. I guess they felt like I took Coach McDermott's 
comments out of context in his presser today. He was more mm-hmm. so saying you have to earn the right to have fun. My thing is, I don't care what the situation is. It's football. It's a game. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. making this thing into uh, like I, we make this into spaceship or whatever. Like you're trying to build a spaceship with with no tools and and right. you know like this is Iron Man one in a cave. No, it's not. It's football. <laughs> so to me, it's like when you take that away and you sit here and you that try was to a great say call no, back. these dudes that was a great have to. Because, but doesn't it make sense though? It's like you're yes. saying, like anybody can go in the backyard and play football and have fun, but here you got to earn it. Okay, maybe I took it out of context, and maybe I'm just being a little negative. But the thing is, as a coach, no, I want to. I want my coach to come out and say, I want my guys playing to the best of their ability and enjoying yeah. themselves and having fun. That's how you win games, and that's how you win yeah. in the season. I don't want to hear you say, "Nope, you have to earn it." Man, this is not. Come on, man, you're getting paid millions of dollars to play football. Do you know what kind of life I would be living if I got paid Josh Allen's salary to play a game? Are you kidding me? Could you imagine the the you you went down the road perfectly? So no, you, there's no apology for cutting me off. There's no apology for taking where I was going because you 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 period perioded the end of that story or the end of that sentence perfectly. But even like to to build on top of it, so like. I'm off and doing all these bad things or not bad things, but for a year and it's just, and and then, and then, and then add on top of it, you have to do a post-show like press conference. Right. And you're just, they're asking you why, why does the show suck? And you're like, I'm just answering the questions that Joe gives me. I'm just here, man. I'm just here, here, man. I don't know. Like I'm trying to execute the best that I can. There's just, you know, we lack energy and maybe it's, maybe I'm thinking too much and we're totally like making all this, up right but it seems to maybe carry water so brady bump is there a possibility that this is what was needed that maybe ken dorsey there was an energy lacking or missing yes right i mean hopefully Mm -hmm. fingers crossed and it doesn't mean so when so afterwards when everybody comes out and talks when josh says no i feel horrible i love ken dorsey he's a great guy when when gabe davis comes out and says yo that it broke my heart he's a good dude he's been here the entire time i've been here so it, it hurt me to hear. i believe all those guys feel that way yes i agree but it doesn't it still doesn't just because you love somebody still don't mean you're not happy or when they're gone that sounds so bad to say but like look how quickly the team has energy yeah like that fast. And and you ever like there's a there's an old joke. I'm trying to remember the comedian now, but he just talks about how like how men look at women at times. It's like women don't know how to have fun. They just suck the fun out of life. And then he's like, you walk into a room full of guys and you just hear laughter. You just hear laughter. And then somebody's wife or girlfriend comes in and it's quiet. All the fun is gone. To me, that's what Ken Dorsey was to this team, man. It's like as much Maybe. as they love him, obviously, whatever guy they were talking about loved his wife or girlfriend when she came into the room. Yeah, but hey, we're gonna be quiet playing these cards. Yeah, I ain't gonna say too much. Yeah. And I feel like the, the the team just didn't respond the way that they were used to responding. They weren't having fun the way they were used to. Bye. I, I, I love you, Ken. I hope you land on your feet. I hope you get another job elsewhere, man. I think he you will. will. He probably end up in in New York, out, out with the Giants or something, or he'll get a job. Yeah. He's an amazing play caller. I just don't think that this situation worked. And I also, I don't know if y'all remember this. I've been saying from day one, you don't get a rookie play caller for Josh Allen at this point of his career. And I think that this is, this shows you why. Yeah. This shows you why. I think you did. I think you did say that I was, I was very much on the bandwagon of just, just keep it as simple and as same as possible. And you, I think you were very much on the opposite side of that before we jump to the pressers and the energy. Cause I think, I think there's a lot of, uh, 
uh, wax on that candle. You know, I just want to bring up as it pertains to the Brady bump. We saw something this past weekend in a win against the Jets. Now, again, it was the Jets and the defense was owning their offense and the offense was able to execute against their defense. But the Bills, and I did not do the research, so please forgive me, everybody that's listening and watching. The Bills this past weekend against the Jets had 30 pass plays, 38 run plays, which from everything we know and understand is very different from how the Bills normally play football. Normally, it's probably the opposite of that, if not had weighted a little more towards the pass than even 38 to 30. Um is that a recipe for success for this team? Are we at the point we we've talked, you and I have talked for years. We have to get an effective run game, not run just to run. We don't want to run just to run, but we need an effective run game. It appears that between Cook, right, Latavius Murray, this Ty Johnson kid, and we haven't even seen Leonard Fournette yet, and who knows if if Damian Harris is going to come back. They've got the right horses in the stable. The offensive line has found something that works. John Fina said they ran three, I think, three different run plays the whole game. Uh, which was of those 38 plays, there was three or four. It wasn't many. It wasn't like a huge swath of different run plays. It was three or four run plays they were very successful on. Uh, is this a recipe? I don't. It, am, am I wrong for not wanting to watch boring football? Because that's what I feel like run football, run centric football is. It's just like, yeah. But were you bored? Were you bored Sunday with the game? I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. That's a great question because when I heard it was thirty-eight to thirty run versus pass, I was I was like, uh, what? Like when, <laughs> where? And and so and that's the point when it because so I agree with you. The way it's been when we've been running the ball directly into our blockers, <laughs> and it's you know we're or handing the ball off in a shotgun mm. delay handoff on third and four, and we lose a yard. That's very boring to watch. Four but when times. you're watching James Cook get 5.2 yards per carry, and then you see Ty Johnson get caught up from the practice squad, mm-hmm. and he breaks one against his old team, so it's a, a revenge game of sorts for him. And then you see Latavius – that's not boring because the ball is moving. We're getting first downs. We're scoring points. So I think when you, when you have balance, like you just talked about about the Eagles, this was the first time all season, really since the, the Miami game, that we mm-hmm. saw the Bills come out and be balanced. Everybody did their job. Everybody did what they were supposed to do, and it worked. So, you know, and this is the first game in a while for me that I can actually sit back and say, I think we won uh, the special teams game. And and Reggie Gilliam obviously had a lot to do with that. But, but dude, special teams every week, people – we, it seemed like we ignored that conversation. And mm-hmm. to me, you know, when you go back to week one, we lose against the Jets because not because of that. Josh threw four or three interceptions and a fumble, but we were still in position overtime, mm-hmm. big kickoff return. Right. Yep. Then yep. you go back to 12 men on the field. I get it. We, we threw interceptions. We had turnovers. We shouldn't have been even been close to the Broncos. But guess what? 12 men on the field was on a special teams play. Mm. You talk about And so, again, then you go back to other moments. They, they give up the, the what was that? Like the fake throw that they did. Oh, in Denver. 20 something yards. Yep, yep. No, this last game, the Jets. They, oh, they did a fake. It was the Jets. It was the Jets. Yeah, it yeah. was the Jets. Okay, that's right. So it's like so I get it. We haven't we didn't lose this past Sunday, but there are moments. And how many how many. How many penalties do you remember from like a 35-yard punt return or for a, a big run back on a kickoff that was called back due to a block in the back or a hold or just something foolish on special all, teams? All of them. <laughs> so, again, like all of them, because because we're so focused on Josh and we're focused on saying that Diggs wants out of Buffalo and we're focused on 
everything else that we want to be focused on, we're ignoring the fact that our special teams is part of the reason why the Buffalo Bills don't have good starting position on the field. Mm. It's also part of the reason why the time of possession is terrible. If yep. don't believe yep. me, go back and watch the games. I'm telling you, special teams is a Matters. big part of it. It's not just yep. offense and defense. I've been saying this since season one of Hump Day Hotline, like Joe just talked about a bazillion years ago. Yep. All no, I've been talking about was special teams. No, there's definitely something wrong, and it's something that's not being talked about enough, even from a national media standpoint. Um, there's been a lot of hiccups, and it's hard for me because, yeah, I, I kind of there, – there's something about Coach Smiley that I like. Um, I'm not saying that he is like the end-all, be-all of special teams coaches, but I think for me, when you look at the narrative – of you know well you know Dennison and McDermott fired him and then we got Dable and Dable fired him and you know it's Leslie Frazier and Dable fired him now he's fired Ken Dorsey and if he fires coach oh he and he fired a special teams coach after 13 seconds I forget the guy's name and then uh, and now if he fires uh, what you call it if he fires coach Smiley then it just turns into to me that just brings the 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 McDermott haters like grab your torch and pitchfork. Right. I mean, I, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like there's got to be a change there. I, I honestly feel like there's some deep, but I don't know that it's just special teams. I said this last week on my show, uh, last week or two weeks on my show and Trish who runs the overreaction uh, social media stuff, pulled it out in the video. And it was just like, at some point in time, since Co- coach McDermott took over the defense, the details have very much been missing. The details have gotten way finer on the defense, right? Like the defense is playing out of its mind with a bunch of guys that are not ready for prime time. These are not all pro-level players who we've lost. Meanwhile, the fine details, and Coach talked about it in his presser today, the fine details on offense and the fine details on special teams have very much kind of gone bye-bye. Very, very much like the things that he pays attention to has kind of gone out the window a little bit. And I just feel like if we make a change on special teams, it's needed, but I feel like there's going to be a a storm early until it's proven that like, oh yeah, maybe a change was needed. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once in a lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. For sure. 
No, for right. sure. And but to your point about how, you know, because I've, I've actually heard this elsewhere where somebody says, yeah, well, he fired Dayball, then he fired. <laughs> well, obviously, Dayball didn't get fired. He was hired neither, into a head coaching position. Neither did Leslie. We don't know what happened with Leslie Frazier. Like, well, he what said he it says publicly. Yeah, he said he it said. was something that he needed to do and walk mm-hmm. away from the game. And it wasn't that he was fired. So we hear all of this stuff. Who knows? Like, so to me, I feel like as a head coach that's been successful when you look at again bills fans i'm sorry we did we haven't won a super bowl don't don't beat up the messenger here but he's still one of the most successful coaches in the league since he took over the buffalo bills mm. the buffalo bills have turned around we we were the laughing stock of the nfl players used to call it the nf the nfl siberia people didn't even yeah. want to come to buffalo you had to over yeah. you know you remember that contract from mike williams yeah I mean, no, Mike, Mario Williams. Mario Williams, yeah, $100 million. You know why you had to pay him that? Because nobody wanted to come to Buffalo. That's right. So, you know, you, you got to overpay. You had to do all this stuff. Now you got guys wanting to come there and, and play, pay for less because Josh. For a million. For a million dollars. Like, we'll go, I'll go there for a million. It's Leonard Fournette. Or not Leonard Fournette. Uh, 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 Floyd. Uh, Leonard Floyd is one of those mm-hmm. guys. Like, the amount of uh, Puna Ford is one of those guys. There's a bunch of guys that have come here to effectively Pay, Last pay for season, less money. Little dirty has some candy for it, man. <laughs> it was, right. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. So let, let's talk about pressers because uh, yeah. Wednesday is always presser day. And Sean McDermott did talk about energy, and other players were asked about energy today. Um, energy is energy is an interesting word because you feel like these guys get up the same way every game, right? You you feel like it's just there. If, like you and I have talked, I think in the past, if we were playing professional sports, I don't think it'd be hard for me to get up for a game. I think I, I think it would. I mean, I don't. It's just weird to me that energy. I don't know. Even as we talked about it earlier, but yeah. I mean, do you think that at this point people are just used to it? I don't know how you can like, because I don't. You know, it amazes me. Even when I think about music and I think about stuff like that, like I watch. Obviously, I'm a big Jay Z fan or whoever yep. whoever you are like. When yep. I watch their concerts and I see these people walk in front of, you know. A hundred thousand people at a time at these music festivals, and it's like you you're walking in front of a hundred thousand yeah. people, and they all know your lyrics. Like and that, and you never like that never. I don't know how it gets old to some people, but apparently it does. And I, to me, stuff like that I couldn't. So, so waking up every Sunday to play football in front of seventy thousand people in my hometown, I, I I don't know if I could get bored with that. Yeah. So so news flash for everybody in the chat, and if this is TMI, I apologize. But Spence and I are both musicians and i've been a borderline professional musician most of my life and even at the point now at 50 years old i still play pretty regularly and i'll be honest with you to your point the lead up the preparation um the expectation the saturday or the i'm sorry the thursday before the friday all that stuff i was gonna say saturday sunday because of like the game uh but like the, the thursday to friday is stressful i hate it I don't want to do it. There's no part of it that I enjoy at 50 years old in like 20 something years or 30 years of having done this stuff. When I'm on stage, everything changes. And when it's over, it's a man, I can't wait to do that again. And then it's a rinse and then it's a rinse and repeat. Then it's like preparation time. I don't want to do this. I don't want to learn these songs. I don't want to on the stage. I don't want to rehearse. But but see, Daryl says if it depends if you play since childhood is different. But I think you and I are saying yes. from the opposite perspective, like yeah, the the work, the the practice that sucks. But man, when the lights come on, man, let's go, man, let's go, man. Let's the go. season is here every Sunday. Come on, right, right. That's exactly this. That's exactly it. Like I get the the week the the Wednesday to Friday stuff. Like I don't want to do that stuff. But on Sunday yeah. when the lights come, when you're coming out of the tunnel and the crowd's cheering, I mean, come on, right. I'm with, that's the way I see it, which is another reason why when I 
I know the type of guy Josh is. Mm-hmm. So, like, it to me, it doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator is, who the coach is. To me, I, I would just assume, which obviously you know what they say about assumptions, but I would have just assumed that every Sunday Josh would be on fire the way we, the way we saw him this past Sunday. Yeah. Because that's who Josh is. But for some reason, something was missing. But, but yeah. You've got something that you wanted to talk about with Coach McDermott, if I'm not mistaken, yeah? Well, actually, I kind of I already uh, brought it up when I was talking about oh. how um, he was kind of being negative, not negative. Maybe I was looking at it more negatively when he said that, you know, you have to earn to have fun. And it's like, no, like I, I just I look at that like it's football. Like, go have fun. Think about, you know, like it's a business. I get it. You're getting paid a lot of money, but don't have these guys. out here. That, that was part of the problem with the Patriot way. Mm. Everybody that ends up leaving there always talks about how. You know, especially now that they're not winning. No Tom Brady. You don't have the best quarterback of all time. So now you're not winning. And you expect these people to come yeah. in there and work like robots. No, man. <laughs> I felt I, I took that. I took that statement a little different. And um, and uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Ed Oliver was asked, asked about it as well. I took it as like you have to do the work. You have to earn the opportunity to have fun in game. Right. Because if you're not winning, it's not fun. If you're losing, it's not fun. If you're getting punched in the mouth, it's not fun. If you're getting owned on offense or defense, that's what, it's not fun. Go ahead. And that's why I said I probably took that out of context. Like, you know, I didn't I didn't take the whole yeah. thing and say it. But to me, that statement, you know, when when you say that and I don't care if it's a whole and then I see you, John, we're going to throw your comment up here. Next. Yep, yep. Um, but when when you hear and say on any level, like you got to earn your right. No, I, it's football, man. Like, because yeah. I feel like once you start putting those different levels of expectations on things that are supposed to be fun, they become less fun. When you know, all day yeah. I could sit here all day and want to and, and want to watch game film because I love the NFL. The yeah. moment you tell me, no, it's a job. This is your requirement. This is how many hours you have to put in per day, and this is the type of uh, content I need back, or this is the results that I need from you for each film that you break down then it becomes a little less fun because I don't have the freedom to do things the way I feel to do it. Or I don't. So I'm just saying like, it just like, don't, don't take the fun away from these guys. And my man, John in the comments says energy, special teams, motion, pick up at counter or pick up at corner. I'm sorry. Let Josh be Josh. Call the game to your player strength and Sean go back to the details. I agree with all of this. I just think that last point, I think seven is going to be tough because Sean's details right now are focused on defense. What do you think about that, Joe? No, that's and he followed that up with these are my why we can turn it around. A hundred percent. You know, the <clears throat> it's it's a point that I have made. Uh, you've probably talked about it. You just did. I'm not sure enough people are talking about those just those fine point details and who is in who is in control of it before. Who sets the tone? Who sets the culture? Who sets the attitude about the details? The minutia. The head coach does right. Um, and I don't think it's wrong to say that he's been distracted by having to coach the defense. That's not wrong to say, oh, that's a horrible thing to say that he's been distracted. No, no, no. That's he chose that. Like, so he's now coaching the defense, calling the plays and firmly, I'm going to say in bed with the defense, which puts it in a situation where maybe he doesn't have the opportunity to spend. It's it's when you're in a meeting. We've all been in that meeting where uh, we've got our own work and all the things that we're responsible for and the initiative and agendas that we have. And then we get called into the ancillary meeting that kind of sort of just, you know, intersects with something that we have to be a part of maybe affects our team a little bit. And you're sitting there and you're responding to emails and you're not even freaking paying attention. Right. We've all been there. I mean, that's, and, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm saying. There's just an aspect of like, maybe he's in the special teams meetings and he's thinking about what's going to happen on third and four. Maybe he's in the offensive meetings and he's thinking about, right. You know what I mean? What he's going to do on first and 10 from the 40. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I feel 
I'm not sure that it's possible, which I think is what you said. I'm not sure that it's possible for him to be completely all in on the details. I think he needs those guys. I think he needs Smiley, and I think he needs Brady to be all in on the details. And hopefully Brady's up to the challenge. Um, Ed Oliver was asked about that energy piece and uh, having the right to be have fun, and they were just talking about it as far as just the celebrations and stuff like that is kind of what they were talking about. And he agreed. It was funny. There was, a, there was a fun moment in the Ed Oliver uh, interview. They had asked him a series of questions about the Eagles, and like then a, the finally another question came, and he's like, when are we going to talk about us? Which you've done to me. Like you've gotten to the point with me where it's like our team is good. When are we going to talk about what they have to do to beat us instead of us talking always talking about what we have to do to beat them? And so it was literally just took me right back to you and Ed Oliver. What are we going to talk about us? I was like, oh, we're going to talk about us. I love Ed, man. <laughs> and I had to apologize on it. Well, I had to apologize to him because I, I wasn't I wasn't sold when when we gave him that extension. I felt like it was a lot of money for yeah. the the type of production that he had put out previously. And I tell you what, man, he he made a fool out of me this season. He's he's balling. That that dude is yeah. he's balling. Yeah, it's uh he he made the statement that uh you know he's gonna out outperform his contract even before he plays. Like and it's yep, right. That dude is playing really, really well. It's a shame. I said it to Fiend, it's a shame we're never gonna see probably Leonard Floyd, Dick a healthy Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, and a healthy Von Miller together oh. because that would just be I don't it know. Been filthy. Stupid, been filthy man, been absolutely stupid. So, like, I, I could, I could still only imagine, like, at the beginning of the season, our fifty-three man. I know Vaughn wasn't back yet, but you add Vaughn, you have Matt Milano, we had Trey, we had, you know, it's like just the Daquan Jones was playing at a, yep, man, yep. all pro level. Real quick, uh, real super quick, uh, just the because uh, we do it every week. Excuse me, the injury report for this week. Uh, Josh Allen was a full participant with a right shoulder. Micah Hyde, uh, next thing, are limited. Dane Jackson did not participate. Taron Johnson did not participate. Cam Lewis was limited. Taylor Rapp did not participate. Trent Shurfield full and Dorian Williams full. And I think the, the hardest part about that whole thing was just seeing Rapp and Taron Johnson get hurt on the same freaking play. It's like all of these injuries are happening to us, and they are all building up. Same. And then like the final shot is like two of our safeties in the same play. And, and it was, I was texting you because I was like, what is happening? Because from where I was sitting, I couldn't see. I saw Taron Johnson go down, and then I saw a guy run off the field. Then the ambulance came out, and then I think it was you. You were like, oh, Taron Johnson ran off the field. I was like, well, then who the heck are they picking up in the ambulance? Like, what is happening? Yeah. Right. Like, I didn't even realize that Taylor Rapp got hurt. And can we stop showing DeMar Hamlin every time uh, something happens, yeah. man? Yeah. It is the most annoying, obnoxious. Like, come on, man. Let that dude let that dude heal and live his life at this point, man. Like, it's an amazing thing that he's even back. He's not asking for this opportunity to to have cameras in his face right. all week and and all this right. stuff. Like, it's just it's just rude. Right, and, and and a thousand of us collectively all at the same time basically tweeted, "If we never have to see another ambulance in the field again, it'll be too soon." But yeah, it's right. between that and the Demar right. Hamlin. Yeah, the Demar Hamlin thing. It's like just stop. It's just not great. Just. Just let it go. So let's uh, transition real quick to uh, this Eagles game, and then we'll go ahead and get up on out of here. Does that work for you? Yeah, it works for me. Awesome. So what do you got leading into this week? Because this is going to be, I think, probably the toughest. We've beaten the Chiefs, right? The Cowboys, I never believe in the Cowboys. We've beaten the Dolphins. This, to me, is the, if we come out of this one. See, to me, and I know they just beat the Chiefs, but I to me, I still look at the Chiefs as the like far superior opponent. Like I, I don't, I don't think that the Eagles are a great football team. I think they're nine and one because they had a lot of good bounces go their way this season. Mm -hmm. I think they had a lot of things happen that just it, you you need moments like this to happen for you to win, and that's what they're doing. So I can't. I'm not saying that 
in no way am I disrespecting the Eagles. I like the Eagles a lot, but I don't think Jalen Hurts is, I don't know how he's MVP candidate. If you compare his stats to Jordan Loves, they're pretty much the same. If you compare his stats to, so, so my point is he's winning because they have a good run defense and then a yeah. lot of things, yeah. a lot of bounces go their way. It's not that he's out here with MVP numbers. He doesn't have 28, 30 touchdowns at this point in the season. He doesn't have, you know, so I don't understand that, the MVP conversation. On yeah. him. Again, it's no hate. I love the guy. I love A.J. Brown. I think that dude is the best wide receiver in football this season. He, he's incredible. Incredible. He's incredible. The catches that this guy's, I don't know if <laughs> the catches that this dude has made, man, like on a, on a difficulty scale, when you're talking like one to 10, he's made like five this season that's been on like 24, mm. like just mm. off the scale, just ridiculous. So I, I love, I love what the Eagles are doing. I just think Jalen Hurts really needs to grow a little bit more before I'm saying he's MVP him. or he's that quarterback. Yeah, he's but, him. But the team is winning. The team is winning. So Jerry Ostrowski, he kind of just made that point. He said, winners win, Spence. He doesn't make all the plays, but he makes the ones he has to have. So I agree exactly with what he's saying. Uh, but as me going into this game as a Bills fan and looking at the things that the Bills need to do, I think the Bills have everything they need in order to win this game. The question yeah. is, what version of the offense are we going to see? Because defensively, again, I'm not mad at the defense, even with the injuries. It's, yep. it's what the offense and special teams are going to do for me. I would break this down the way that you just kind of did. So from a, from a defensive standpoint, I've spent a lot of time this year and even last year of worrying about wide receivers. And time and time again, the Buffalo Bills do a very good job of maybe not shutting down, but at least limiting wide receivers, good wide receivers to the point where it doesn't hurt the Bills, right, to, to the point of losing a game. So A.J. Brown is a concern, but not overly overly concerned. I'm not concerned about their run game. You know, I like DeAndre Swift, but I'm not necessarily concerned because what we've seen from this defense, offensively speaking, you know, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what we're going to get. I feel like this is a team that we could potentially move the ball and execute against. The question is, is what plays we're going to get. Joe Brady called a lot of plays in this last game against the Jets that we have not seen ever called again, like against anybody. So there's plays out there to be made. There's plays out, to, out there to be called. I agree with everything that you pretty much said. Um, my expectation is, is, you know, the bills will play to their level. Cause that's kind of what the bills generally do play to, to the level of their opponent, where we're going to come out, win loss. I, I really can't project to your point about Jalen hurts. Um, can a guy win the MVP just cause he didn't hurt his team? Cause that, that sounds so bad, but that's what that's, it feels that, like. It feels like it does. This guy did enough to Jerry's point. He made the throws when he needed to make them right. So he mm -hmm. executed when he needed to, and he didn't hurt his team. He's and Mr. I tell you what, that that uh that tush push play is unstoppable. So so he's he's gonna get a touchdown every week if he wants to just by doing that. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I, every time I see it, I'm like, what is happening? Like if you watched it against the Chiefs, there was a moment where the Chiefs, like when they dove in, like they like pushed like like picked they picked all the defenders up and like pushed them backwards and just shoved them all back. I was like, what is what is going on under that pile? Like I want to know. They, they need to, it's crazy. They need a GoPro down there so we can figure out what the heck is happening. Obviously, they wouldn't want one because then teams would figure it out. At some point, somebody's going to figure it out. I'm not expecting the Buffalo Bills to figure it out. Ed Oliver was asked about this in particular, and he said that you know the last thing we need paraphrase paraphrasing the last thing we need to do is be the team that figures it out or tries to figure it out at the end of the day we want to put them in a situation where they never need to use it we don't want them ever to be in a third and one or a fourth and one so like if we see that's do that, that talk yeah that's that talk right there i like <laughs> don't talk right. about stopping it talk about not letting them get to the place to do it that see i love it i gotta you know what i'm gonna find ed's contact information man i gotta get him in touch with my guy 
<laughs> That's amazing. All right. So I think it's that time of the show. Uh-oh. I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Third down. Third down. Y'all know when y'all hear the horns like that, it's third down. That means we want y'all in the comments. Give us your, your score predictions, your stat line for Josh Allen. Uh, this one was tough for me. I still didn't. I didn't even normally by by hump day. I already have pregame rumblings done. Like I always, I already oh. write. Oh, I have I have my score, all of that. I have not even touched it. Like because <laughs> so the way that the Bills play Sunday, and then the way that the Eagles play Monday, both the combination of both. I'm just like. Man, I don't know how this is gonna go. So, I'm gonna start with you, and I might, I might steal something that you say. You start with me. Uh, so uh, I haven't overly <laughs> thought about it either. I mean, I've got some conversations in my mind going on, and very much what I don't know what to expect. So, calling back everything we've talked about, I'm cautiously optimistic. I feel like what happened Sunday, and this is all things that I've said already this week. I feel like the Bills took a step. It's not a matter of, well, we got back on the wagon and we're good to go. Like when you're that far off the rails, sometimes you got to get on one rail before you can get on both rails. They did it against a very good defense in the Jets. We know that the Eagles are also a very good defense. So I feel like the offense can execute. I feel like the offense can do things that they need to do. So can the defense do what they need to do against the defense that, or sorry, an opposing team's offense that presents challenges in much better talent? Every time I have ever predicted any type of a high-scoring, highfalutin, 47 to 45, 40 to 37, 37 to 35 game, it turns out to be the under, right? So I don't, and that kind of comes into what you said of like, I don't know what to necessarily think of this game. I feel like for that reason, I'm going to flip and say this is probably going to be a low-scoring game. It's a 425 game, I think, again, right? Isn't it on 425? Um, so to be under the lights for most of the game, um, it's probably going to be chilly out there in Philadelphia, even though people think it only gets cold in Buffalo. Um, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take the Bills because we have seen – and I'm going to wear the Corey Bohorquez jersey this weekend. I'm going to put it on Twitter. Wear the Boho. The Boho's coming back. It's coming out of retirement. Um, but we've seen this team string wins together at the end of the season. Not once, but twice, if not three times. Like, this is something this team has the ability to do. But I'm probably in that 24-21, right? 21-17, one-score game. Very tight. Probably comes down to the last drive, whether it's a last drive to go up or a last drive to basically end the game, meaning hold them, which the Bills have done several times this year. So I'm probably in that 24 to 21 Josh Allen stat line for me. I don't know that it's going to be great. I don't know that it's going to be bad. So give me medium numbers, 240, 245 touchdown, one rushing. That's where I'm at. Okay. And I I was, so I'm looking on my phone right now. So you, you, the score you gave the over under is set at 48 and a half. So you're you're taking the under. Yeah, you're taking the under. And then what did you say for the Josh Allen uh, passing Uh, yards? 240 with one rushing and one passing touchdown. Okay, so the over under for his passing yards are set at two fifty seven and a half. So you're taking an over on both. So it, under, yeah, the under on both. So for me, I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go the opposite way then, just oh. just to play devil's mm-hmm. advocate here. Like, I'm hopeful, mm. optimistically hopeful. Like I said yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah, yeah. that Joe Brady's offense that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Is what we're going to see for the remainder of the season. If if we play offense like that, I think we could beat every team on the schedule. We've yeah. already beat the Dolphins. It'll be tough to do it again, but I think we can do it. Mm-hmm. I think you know I, I've 
I'm not scared of, I think the Cowboys have the best offense that we're going to see this season. Uh, well, Miami, but I mean, I think the, the, the Cowboys are, are really like that on offense. They just always lose the biggest moments, but yeah. I'm more nervous about their offense when it comes to our defense than really anybody else's on the schedule. The Chiefs aren't the Chiefs that we've seen no. every year. Like they actually have a good running game and they play very good defense this year. Yes. It's not the Patrick Mahomes show that everybody would think. Crazy. So, so I'm not as scared of the Chiefs. I'm not scared of the Dolphins because it's the Dolphins. We play them every year. I'm not scared of it, – it's really it's really what are we going to do. It's more mm-hmm. – I'm more nervous about what what team for the Buffalo Bills will show up on every Sunday versus what anybody else has to do when they show up to play us. Well, That's if the it. Buffalo Bills have lost 10 games in the last two, three years – they've probably lost 10 games in the last three years, 12 games in the last three years, how many of them – our games where the Bills have been beaten, so the Bengals game playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. versus where the Bills have beaten themselves. So what you're saying is it 100% tracks. If the who, Which Bills team is going to show up, and are they going to beat themselves, or are they going to get beat? Generally, the Bills don't get beat. They don't. They When they lose the game, it's because of a ton of mistakes, or it's because of a ton of uh, mental errors, or just lapse in judgment at moments when you, when you know, like, come on, Josh, that's not even, like, you yep. knew that the play to make like you yep. knew it yep yep no moments happened and then you know that for me so i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna take the over on both man i think both teams are gonna be able to score a little bit but i think our defense is better mm-hmm. i think that we'll um again it's just the offense because the five games that we've we've lost man we weren't blown out in any of those games we were mm-hmm. in a position to win them each time so yeah no i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go uh oh, I don't even want to say this publicly. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to say this one to be close, man. I'm going to go 20, 28, 24. I'm going to go 28, 24. So you're just over the over. I'm, I, I'm just, on, just I'm over under, the over. just over the over. So you're not talking high scoring game. No, but I'm, but I'm still going to take the over and I'm going to say Josh will have, uh, what did I say is over was 257 and a half. I'm going to go yeah, 256. Yeah. I'm going to go three. He's going to hit three. Because I think it's going to be that type of game. You're not going to be able to run against them. This run defense, James Cook will have to will have to get his yards when he can. But I'm telling you right now, if you haven't watched the Eagles for real besides that Chief game, go back and kind of just watch what you can. They have one of the best run, if not the best run defense in the entire league. Mm. This is going to be a hard game for James Cook to get the – so I see John in the comments say Bills are going to rush for 150. I don't think so, bro. Man. I think and it's going to be closer. 300? Yeah, no, I think Josh is going to hit them yards. But the Russian, I don't see. John, if this happens, the Bills aren't scoring 27 or 24. Oh, yeah, easily. 35 or 40 if this happens. Like, I mean, yeah, that score is going to be way higher than that. But uh, it's Thanksgiving Eve. You you all have heard our stat line prediction and our score prediction mm-hmm. for this weekend. We're hopeful that the Buffalo Bills are going to be able to pull this out and continue the winning streak to get us to the playoffs, which is obviously the goal at this point. Um, Yeah. Super thankful for you, my friend. Um, I know this has been a weird year for you, for us, because of my work schedule and my travel schedule. Um, but uh, just thankful for your patience with me, uh, as well as your just willingness to kind of work around just the craziness that is my life right now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I appreciate all the fans and all the people that watch this show and the, the uh, fan, not necessarily fan. We're fans, right? We're not professionals at this, so we're one of them. Absolutely. So the fact that we all connect and it's great to see John and Elliot and Daryl and like all these people that are just in the room like that have kind of been around since the beginning it's funny that those three guys are here because they've kind of been around since the beginning which is really really mm-hmm. fun 
and Rich Rush and, and Rich uh, Rush. Yep. Yep. Know, yep. All, and, yep. Like there's so many of them that, that have just been there. So we appreciate y'all, man. I'm grateful. Yep. Uh, what is this? Three years running now? Four it's years? Longer three? than that. 19, 20. This is the fourth year? four years running. So, yeah. you know, man, I'm grateful for it, man. And, and a lot of good opportunities have come my way because of it. The, the partnership that I have with DraftKings now and the, mm-hmm. the, um, the relationship that we have with Ficta and Dylan Elmer and, yep. and Picasso's and, and then not, not even just business wise, but just the friendships and, and, and the people that you connect with, man, it's been an awesome time to be a fan of the bills and Agreed. hope we got another year of this, man. Let's keep it going. Yeah, yeah, as and uh, hopefully the Bills keep it fun so we can have fun because keep it fun because it's not fun when we lose, man. <laughs> I tweeted <laughs> that as well. Fun. I tweeted that as well. Hey, it was great to do a fun show again. Like it's it's because yeah. I can have fun in a loss, right? When there's three of them or four of them, and like we're talking, but it's like when they're when it's just the same old crap over and over and over again. It's just it gets unfun fast. But uh, yes, happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Richard Rush, ladies and gentlemen. You have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline. Brought to you by Ficta Endel and Elmer Eye Care on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the show, for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you as always. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, never forget, you live in the greatest country in the world, right? So no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you've got a lot to be thankful for just for being in this place. Any last words? Go Bills. Go Bills. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.